Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. He brings the passion. For what? I want to know now. I'm, I'm mentally invested. Don't tell me to pray and you don't say what for. He brings the perspective. Yeah, I think they both have a great point. Get off me, text line. Uh, he's truly one of a kind. That is wow. Oh, my God. Oh. And he's doing a great job. I okay. need you to man up and say what you really want to say. Simon, you're doing a great job. They are Steiny and Guru yeah. on 95.7 The Game. And good morning, Larry Kruger sitting in for Matt Steinmetz, Steiny and Guru on a Tuesday. What's up, Goo? What's up, baby? It's really a Monday because we didn't get to react together like we'll do today for four hours about what we saw Saturday night, but... Uh, the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC Championship game, Larry, and uh, I'm excited to break it down with you, pal. Oh, I am as, I am as well, man. Four hours, we're going to break it all down. We're going to talk a lot of Niners, maybe get into some Golden State. Uh, looks like... Uh, they got a game tomorrow. Bonte left his phone. I don't know. Somebody left a phone. Um, hey, good to see you, man. And, and uh, this is the first time we've talked since the game, and... Man, I, you know, there's so many people now, Ryan Clark and others, doubting Brock Purdy, and I just, I love it. I absolutely love it. Because, what do you love about it? Well, I love it because I know that that is the kind of thing that makes Brock Purdy better. You know what I mean? Mm. And nobody's, nobody's better when everybody's, you know, kissing your butt and telling you how great you are. You're better when people are doubting you if you have any competitive fire, and that's... I've asked him about it in the past. He's like, "Yeah, man, I got a, I, I play with a chip on my shoulder. I, I call it Boulder shoulder." Okay, and um, I just love it. Bring it, you know. Keep questioning that kid because what I saw last week, and I, I was just showing you outside in the in the uh, yeah. whatever. What, what do we call that? The, the green room. The I green call it room. The, the green room, Larry. The kitchen Johnny Carson. Area. Yeah. Where Brock, Brock Purdy dropped back to pass a lot in this last game, and his feet were just locked at the top of his drop. He would just drop back there and just stand. And it's like, you know what? I just, Steve Young said it. He said, you know what? Well, the rest of us were going, oh, man, thank God they got rest. Thank God Purdy's going to get some time off and, and Greenlaw and CMC. Yeah, all these guys. Okay. The rest was good for a lot of people. For the quarterback. I don't know. Based on what I saw the other night against Green Bay, maybe the rest wasn't great. He didn't look like he was in rhythm at all. But it's like, I just think that, you know, he's going to bounce back with a better performance. And they need it. This this uh, Detroit team's legit. They're real. Um, but you know what? I, I kind of, every time I was thinking about this game over the last day, I'm thinking, you know what? I'm thinking of the Minnesota game. From the standpoint of Brock had completed 85% of his passes through three quarters in that game. Before a concussion. Then he got concussed, but I won't blame it on the concussion. Ah. He just threw picks in the fourth quarter, that right? He did. And there were tons of people going, well, it doesn't matter that he was great for three quarters. He wasn't good when it mattered. Well, okay. If we want to take that as the premise, then shouldn't we all be totally fine with the way this last game went? Because he was S for three quarters, maybe three and a half quarters. Probably could have thrown two pick sixes. Savage, um, man. The you ball- shouldn't be allowed to play catch with your kids for dropping that pick that he threw to you. But go ahead. Which one? The first one in oh, the first savage, series. Yeah. Hit him right there. Kayshawn Nixon had another Ooh, one in his hands. These guys these guys could play offense. They'd be, they could catch, they'd play offense. But they were on defense, and they dropped those balls. Okay, so he gets away with 
at least two picks, maybe three, played terrible. But guess what? Gets to the fourth quarter with the game on the line, and you take away the George Kittle right-in-his-hands drop, and he's seven for seven in on the final drive with two runs um, and looked great and scored a touchdown, and they win the game, and they come from behind, and they do what everybody says they couldn't do. So... I don't know. Which it's was like, big to keep your season alive. You picked the greatest time to put one up in that column. Exactly. My whole thing is that if you're going to rip him for the Minnesota game and go, you know, those first three quarters don't matter. It's what he did in crunch time. Well, there were tons of people that I'm sure were calling you and Steiny that after that Minnesota game saying exactly that. And I, I was saying, hey, you know what? The guy was good that night. He completed 85% of his passes. But none of it mattered. Mm. Why? They because they got the L. Got the L, turned it over in the clutch, wasn't good in, in the at the end, fourth quarter, fell apart, that's it. Well, guess what? This game was the opposite. You know, he was bad, really bad, like out of rhythm, out of sorts, terrible, you know, really in a fog, looked terrible the entire first three quarters. But he circled the wagons, blocked it out, and was perfect when he needed to be perfect. And even when George Kittle dropped that pass, Goo, he picked him up. He picked him up, completed a couple more passes, yeah. had a key run. Um, McKivitz and Brendel had a wipeout block on the McCaffrey touchdown run. I think Ayuk had the catch of the year. Because what do you do yeah. on that fourth and five? Do you punt it and trust your defense who had been getting gashed? I mean, that was a hell of a catch. And you could Absolutely. say throw, but it was more, I mean, the defender was on him. It was like a, I called it a windshield wiper. He had his hand over trying to hope to hit the ball or deflect it. But Larry, I'm going to say this to everything you said. Yesterday was a day of rejoicing. Uh, it's the third straight trip uh, for Kyle Shanahan and the Niner team uh, to the NFC Championship game. I'll go back to 2019. Kyle went from 4-12, and took his team to the Super Bowl. So the Niners have been in big games. My thing is, partner, and we haven't spoken, I was so gung-ho on 38-10. to It wasn't just about Brock. He was a part of it because he had been phenomenal. 38-10. to But you and I know in this world of football right now in sports, the most important position is the quarterback position. And we know the Brock uh, Purdy story. The origin, I believe, and we talked about it with Willard and Dibbs, it's uh, draftism. I believe he's hated on because of where he was drafted. So now all of a sudden, we're going to say he's a system this, system that. But Larry Kruger, I never in a million years sat down with my num-num juice that I had watching this game Saturday night and thought that I was going to watch that game in the fashion it played out. And I'm going to save my takes on Brock Purdy because you you hit it, but I'm more concerned about the other side of the ball in regard to the D-line when you're paying and shelling out all that money. And it starts with Bosa, and you went and got Chase Young. And I'm sitting here watching Aaron Jones and the Green Bay Packers run it down your throat. They kept the ball and set the tone with a drive for over seven minutes in the, in the first quarter. So I'm with you on Brock, but I also want answers from you because you're around this team on a daily basis. Larry, the Raven game which was Brock Purdy's worst game, there was no weather. He was just bad. There were bad reads, and the Ravens didn't drop the ball. The Niners got a game this set, this Sunday to go to the Super Bowl, so I'm trying to be positive, but I want answers from you as to, do I just say this defense all of a sudden doesn't have the necessary uh, skill set players? Because I tend to think no. You got Hargrave, which you didn't have last year. You lost Ebucom, and Farrell's not playing. But, Larry, Wilkes is my guy on my my radar. Am I wrong for that, or what's up with the lack of D that we didn't see Saturday night? Because if that happens this Sunday against the Lions, you're going home. Or, and I mean this, in Vegas against Kansas City and Baltimore if you get there. That's what shocked me more than Brock Purdy being bad in the rain. Yeah, I mean, the, the Niner D line's got big, big names, and right now they ain't doing it. I mean, they're Why, just not doing though? it. What's happening? Well, I mean, Bosa had five pressures or five quarterback hits, I should say, but the Niners only got six 
That means, you know, Kinlaw was the only other guy that touched the quarterback all night. Chase got close, but no cigar. Gregory didn't even get that close. I mean, they got to get... I mean, I'll say this. Green Bay, on paper, number two in the NFL, pass block wow. win rate. Okay. Right? That I didn't know. So they were the best... They were the second best pass blocking team in the game. Um, and that was a concern. Love wasn't getting hit. You, you're a Dallas fan. Micah had nothing. Did nothing. Dallas did nothing. They sacked him not at all. At all. So, um, so I mean, Green Bay, sometimes you got to credit your opposition, right? Green Bay's offensive line, number two, pass block win rate. Detroit, 14th pass block win rate. But Detroit's got Panay Sewell, best right tackle in the game. Man. Frank Ragnow, who's banged up, but best center in the game. Soldier. He came back in the game. Yeah, and, and Taylor Sunday. Decker's a well above average left tackle. So they've got three really good offensive linemen. And there's a very good chance that the Detroit O-line beats the Niner D-line in this game. Um, but, you know, there's there's other reasons, too, as far as the run D. Jair Brown's got to play this week over uh, over Logan Ryan. Did you see how awful Logan Ryan was against the run? I mean, that's just he's a corner. And you're asking him to be a safety and and you know step up into the hole and hit somebody. He's just not built to do that, man. Um, he, at best, he's going to shoot for your ankles and try to hold on. You know, he's not going to challenge you in the midsection or or high or or de- deliver any kind of big detonating hit. Jair Brown can now. Is he healthy enough? Do they trust him enough? How's the knee sprain? So on and so forth. I was shocked that uh, he didn't go in this last game, um, but they need him. They need him. And then as far as the run D goes, you lost you know, Emmanuel Mosley. And I know that sounds crazy because he's a corner, but he's a great edge-setting corner. That hurts you in the run game. You lost Aziz Al-Shair. Al-Shair had a big year this year yeah. with Tennessee. And I think he's so tight with some of the Niners. He was actually on the sideline, I think, for, for that game uh, this weekend. But you lost some really good run defenders. Then you you brought you got in Hargrave Armstead back though. You got Armstead back, but you brought in Hargrave. Hargrave's a much better pass rusher than he is a run stuffer. Man, so they lean on Greenlaw and Warner to do it all. You know, to absolutely do it all. They also replaced Jimmy Ward. He was like a linebacker. I, I he was a hitter. Him. You know, a couple years ago they had Tart. Um, those guys, and they replaced these guys with guys. Gibson was very disappointing. Couldn't even keep his feet in this game. Um, you know, Hafonga's out for the year, but Hafonga's, you know, really good at reading the mesh point and the handoff, but he's not an awesome run defender. So they've, they've, they've walked, DJ Jones a few years ago walked out the door. They were an impenetrable run D. This year, their stats say they're better than they are. Why? Because their offense is scoring 30 a game wow. and teams are just stopping running on them. They don't, I think they faced like one of the lowest number of rush attempts against them of any team in the league. So their run defense rankings don't don't tell me about that. Stats lie. Teams don't run on the Niners for other reasons. They're not necessarily stopping the run. So in this game they better because you got David Montgomery, he's a plow horse. You got Jameer Gibbs, who's you know electric. Um, Jameer Gibbs can get to the edge. You know he can get to the edges of the defense and he can catch the ball. So that's going to be a big one. But the the other on the other side, I believe is Jonah Jackson, the uh, guard for for Detroit. He's out. Ragnow's not a hundred percent. So you so would maybe think- there's some. Potential that Hargrave can put some pressure, Armstead can put some pressure on Goff in his face. And if they pressure Goff in his face, the Niners are going to win this game. I, yeah, I really Tampa feel Bay that has way. some success. I didn't know that that game was teetering. I didn't know. I was like, they might pull this off. You are correct. So, I mean, Larry, at this juncture, you would think you want to see what I thought was the staple of this Niner team before the offense took off. And I was like, hey, the defense could take a couple steps back and they'll still be fine because on the offensive side of the ball, you were scoring, like you said, 30 or 40 points. But again, it's not a funeral. How many other cities wish their team was still playing? But it is shocking. Uh, Again, you mentioned Bosa and the pressures, and they did get to love at the end of that game and kind of flushed them out the pocket. But it's just something to when you think about the stray hands or the the Charles Haley's or the Alden Smith's before the troubles, you know, these are the stages to where you get home and and pound your chest. And just in regard to Bosa, because he's your highest paid defensive player, Larry, that was, like it or not, the fourth playoff game with him not getting home. And it's just rather peculiar to me.
Yeah, well, I mean, the Niners have put all their money in their D-line. Uh, Drake Jackson had, what, three sacks week one against Pittsburgh. Then he got hurt. They brought in Randy Gregory. He's given him a little. They brought in Chase Young. Um, he they look good against Jacksonville, but Chase Young stiff about it. now. Yeah, Chase Young, you know that knee surgery. He's not the same guy. I mean, not the same guy that he was at Ohio State. Not the same guy he was his rookie year. He's so, um, I think they're going to let him walk at the end of the year. Um, I think the best hope in this game is that Hargrave. I mean, where was Hargrave? I mean, I, Har- you paid him a ton of money Man. in the offseason to come in and be a difference maker. And I mean, I remember when he was when they made that signing. You're sitting there going, man, can you imagine Nick Bosa and Javon Hargrave on the same line? Man, I'm the one that's – I was thinking gonna, that, Yeah, boy. they're going to wreck shop, man. They're going to be living in the backfield. No, you know, they're getting very little out of their D-line. So I don't know if it's fatigue. I don't know if it's – I mean, I'll say this. I watched the game three times. They're getting that. close. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I mean, they're getting back there. They're just not getting home. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're they're putting pressure on the on the opposing quarterback. Chase Young got really really close, but he's not getting home. So I don't know what the answer is. So the, am I wrong to just bring up Wilkes' name? Because and you you could say, hey, goo, it it ain't Wilkes. It ain't, it's not the you know system or or the play calling. Is there any merit to that? Like. Because cause where do you go if if we're not going to blame the players? Like well, Last year under D'Amico, it seemed like they played games up front. And when I say games, they did stunts and twists and you know TE stunts and ET stunts and all the guys shooting all over the place. Then they started getting gashed in the run game. And then all of a sudden it's like, hey, let's just squeeze the pocket down. Squeeze the pocket down. Now what I'm seeing is there's, there's not... A lot of movement. Uh, they're leading. I mean, give you an example. They signed Sebastian Joseph Day off the street. He played significant snaps. I don't know what the snap count said, but wow. the guy was in there on a regular rotation. This is a guy you picked off the street, and this guy's getting regular run. So Givens is good as a pass rusher, um, but doesn't do a lot against the run. Kinlaw is strong, but doesn't come off blocks. And we've been waiting on if not you know, effect, doesn't watch the pass forever. Um, Sebastian Joseph Day is maybe a little combination of those guys, but between Bosa and Gregory and Hargrave and Chase Young, you got to put heat on on Goff. Goff's longest run all year is eleven yards, and if you look at his game log this year, Goo, the teams that beat Detroit, Baltimore, Chicago, Dallas. Green Bay, Dallas. They rushed and sacked Goff. So if the Niners are going to, if they're going to win this game, they're going to have to rush and sack Goff and get in his face and make him feel the pressure. The one thing that's scary is that they Detroit doesn't throw deep. They don't. They throw short. But it's these timing patterns, and if there's a they're quarterback, they're like chunks, though, Larry. Say, I mean, you know, no his, question, your boy Golf is slinging it. You know, fifteen, twenty yards, like throw outside the numbers, like that's their thing. Well, not only that, him and Amon Ra St. Brown are just in a absolute lockstep. I mean, you saw it, Laporta. Didn't he? wasn't Wasn't it a fourth down pass yeah, play against it, Dallas? Yeah. He stuck it Incredible. in there. Incredible. So. When Goff know if Goff's going to throw to a spot and Amon Ra's going to run some 10, 12 yard stop route and turn around, the coverage had better be tight. And that's, that to me is the concern that the 49ers are, are, can they stop the short, you know, three steps and it's out? You're not sacking Goff in that situation. He's got, he can throw some lasers and he's got an Amon Ra. A uh, terrific player. I mean, think about it this way. There's 11 offensive players. Detroit has five elite players on offense. Sewell, Ragnow, Gibbs, well, yeah. Laporta, Brown. and Amon yeah. So almost half of their offensive team are 
almost as good as any other player at their respective position in the entire league. So the Niner defense is going to be challenged in a huge way uh, Sunday. But it starts with the run, Larry. Because, I mean, they can play, golf can play action pass with the best of them. I mean, they're not just happy to be here. Uh, It starts with their coach, Campbell. They're going to go for it. And that's what was just, like, again, I didn't give Green Bay a chance. And you're right, they beat Dallas. But I thought that was just by default on what Dallas didn't do. I didn't think the Packers, they were 9-8. and eight. And Let's be honest, they snuck in, and the physicality that they brought in weather conditions on the road, one, I didn't see that happening, and two, I'm just like, this can't repeat itself, but people are like, oh, well, the, they got past the Packers. Detroit will be a walk in the park. I'm like, Detroit won the division, so you are right. If, if they're able to just pound the, the Niners front like Green Bay did, it can be a long afternoon in regard to the play-action pass. That becomes uh, an option for golf, and he can sling it with the best of them. So that's why I'm calling out the D-line, and it's not just me. I know they won the game, but if we're being honest, Larry, and my pops has a ticket right now, Norman Johnson, for the Niners to win the national, the NFC and the Super Bowl, he called me, texted me, thinking that ticket might need to be thrown out because, Larry, I will say this, and I'm comfortable in doing so 48 hours or 72 hours after the game the Green Bay lost that more than the Niners won you could say well what's that mean the Niners are playing this week that can't happen again because a better team will make you pay if you're not on your A game and that was the Niners C game and we hadn't talked about Kyle what oh, we're getting why, why did Brock throw the ball 39 times in those conditions when everybody with a pair of eyes saw he was struggling throwing the rock. And you got McCaffrey. Like, that's questionable. I mean, I'll say this for Green Bay. Forget the record. Forget the record. I mean, Green Bay had a super young quarterback making his first, you know, this was his first full year in the NFL. Um, They didn't go into free agency and sign a a veteran wide receiver. They didn't go into free agency and sign a veteran tight end. They drafted all these guys, so they kind of gave away the first half of the year. Mm. They were like 2-5. and Uh, The quarterback wasn't on the page of the receivers, right? But then as the season got got going... Suddenly, here comes Musgrave, here comes Kraft, here comes Jaden Reed, here comes Dobbs, Christian Watson. Loves Youngsters, to improve. Yeah, right. I mean, they're kids, <laughs> but talented kids. So, I mean, Dallas did gag. I mean, that was terrible. I mean, you know, but now that, it looks like they didn't gag bad. as much as I thought because but Green Bay Green, is formidable. That yeah, I mean, I think Green Bay I to win the know. game. No, come on, later. yeah, I did. I pick Green Bay. Well, to be- where can we hear the tape? I mean, I, I guys like to check. <laughs> too, go check it out. Come go on, check it out. why would you pick Green Bay? Because Dallas is a fraud. Oh, oh over Dallas. Okay, yeah, I yeah. thought you were saying for last set no, no, against the Niners. No, no, I picked oh. Green Bay to beat Dallas. No, I got, no, okay. And then I went on the on the YouTube show and I kept saying, <laughs> right. watching Niner fans were like, oh, they're going to win by four touchdowns. I'm like, you guys are high. Right, right. They're not going to win by four touchdowns. They're not going to win by three touchdowns. They're going to be lucky if they win this game. This game is going to be really, really you tough. You were right. You so, were right. I mean, I, I knew Green Bay was going to be tough. I knew it was going to be tough. Um, and then, but I expected Brock to be not as rusty as he was. Man. But I, looking back at that game, Goo, and you just kind of hit on it. I love Kyle Shanahan. I think he's one of I don't know. I take um, him top five, know. top five coach top, right now. Top okay. five, top six, right. something like that. Right? You could say top three. All right. Who would you rather have? Um, maybe um, some, I'd go Andy Reid, and that's it to me. I mean, I like McVay. Okay. I'm a McVay fan. Well, he did but, beat him on the NFC Championship. But, I mean, Kyle Shanahan is a very good coach. This this game plan this weekend, Kyle, I mean, what are, what are we talking about here? I mean, it made no sense at all. You're going to have your quarterback, who you knew was probably going to be rusty coming off of a three-week layoff, and you're going to have him drop back and throw it Damn. 39 times. Guess what that is in Brock Purdy's career? That's his career high. 39 right. times in driving rain. And this is a guy who struggled with a wet ball in Cleveland. Um, G- Green Bay's defense was ranked 28th in the NFL against the run. Run the ball. No doubt. Run the ball. All right, we got a lot more to get to. If you want to jump in, 888-957-9570. Larry Kruger in for Steiny with Goo for the next four hours on 95.7 The Game.
I can honestly say I'm sort of built for this. Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. Larry Kruger sitting in for Steiny on this Tuesday with Goo. 888-957-9570. Big Mike in the city says, Detroit will be a handful. Gary in the city says, run the damn ball. All right. Just when we broke last segment, I was getting ready to ramp up on my Kyle Shanahan uh, diatribe, but I don't. I didn't get the game plan, Goo. I didn't. I don't understand it. Um, you know, people say, "Well, they had eight in the box." You have the MVP of the league. First of all, the offense dictates to the defense. Mm. The defense doesn't dictate to the offense. Why have Purdy throw it a career high thirty nine times in, in driving rain when he clearly struggled with the wet ball earlier in the year? Yet Debo out of the game early on. Your O line is a better run blocking O line than a pass blocking O line. Your tight end George Kittle is the best pat, uh, run blocking tight end in the sport. The game was not a three score game where you needed to pass it. It was a one point margin at half. The Niners' biggest deficit was seven points. Your number one running back led the league in rushing this year, and in this game, averaged five eight a carry. And then you had on, on the other side, Green Bay has three D linemen that had seven and a half sacks each. They had in, in your game against against your boys, the Cowboys. Yeah. They had four sacks. They had three quarter nine quarterback hits. Yeah. They had uh, you know two interceptions. Your fever is high, and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase. Just required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Exceptions, a pick six. I just think that Kyle Shanahan sometimes gets a little pass happy. And to me, it was obvious after like maybe two or three series that Purdy was in kind of a kind of a funk yeah. and it wasn't either wasn't dealing with the ball well he wasn't dealing with the conditions well he the, maybe the the rust the footwork wasn't the same as i told you he, he was locked in the ground at the back of his the top of the drop and he just no rollouts didn't move the pocket not a heavy dose of running uh they didn't run effectively but and maybe that's part of it. McCaffrey averaged 5.8 a pop, but yeah, he only got it I mean, 17 times, Larry. There was, I'll say this. I don't know what the Niner numbers were on first down, but they weren't getting big yardage on first down. They were staring at a lot of second and eight, second and nines, it seemed like, from watching it. And I don't know that. That's just my sense of it more than anything. By the way, we need to tell you that don't miss the kickoff show this Sunday. Man, that's a hell of a show. I yeah, mean, two of my guys. I mean, those guys. I mean, I don't know where those, I don't know where Nahagin got those guys, but man, those guys are good. No, but uh, the great Loneal will join me two hours Lolo. before the start of the game. Same per- same church, same pew. There you, you know, um, Lolo. Join us at the Hilton Santa Clara for delicious food, great drinks, the best pregame show in the Bay Area, presented by Habis Law. You've been wronged. Habis Law will fight to make it right. Call 1-800-INJURED or visit HabisLaw.com. I'll tell you this, Larry. Let me just give you this nugget because you're talking about Kyle. Um, I know it's redundant, and I've used this before, and I think it was Bont. It might have been Shasky, and it was yesterday. 
yesterday, and he was emphatic on, you know what, if you lose and you go down to said team, go down with your best players. And his point was, and both of their points was, but 17 totes for McCaffrey is not enough. He had seven catches, 24 in total. My thing is, my intel was, had they not had the bye, it would have been touch and go for McCaffrey to play in the wild card round with that calf. So do you think maybe behind closed doors he was trying to lessen the load for McCaffrey? Because there's no other excuse on why in those conditions you wouldn't feed the horse. And I remember the honey badger, I know this is five years ago, in the Super Bowl that want, that said he wanted to send a gift basket to Kyle Shanahan every time he threw it because they couldn't stop Mostert and company on the ground in the Super Bowl, but everybody brings something to the table, and we know this is why coaches get fired. It's not just the players, but I felt like Kyle was tight, and when you tell me McCaffrey only got 17 totes, and the the quarterback struggling with the Michael Jackson glove, you know, from the outset, what that's just a perfect, a, perf, a perfect scenario to feed you're running back, and he didn't do it. And then that sequence we hadn't gotten into right before halftime, the oh. double up. What was that, Larry? I felt like the football gods made that kick get blocked. Because you, why did you take your foot off the gas? Was it, it, Kyle tight? Ky- well, I mean, I don't know if he was tight or if he's trying to serve multiple masters, Ooh. if he's trying to do too many things at one time instead of simplifying and just drive the For ball. For himself. You know, yeah, I mean, I they have so many assets tied up in their defense. They act like their defense is a joke. They act like if they if they scored with 45 seconds Damn. left Damn. at the end of the second quarter that it's just like fait accompli that the pack would run it back and score a touchdown on their defense. You have all you've poured tons of your cap into your defense. You've got a lot of really good defensive players. Your defense can't play D for 45 seconds? I mean, I re- I, are you scarred that much from the Jordan Addison Minnesota play where Wilkes called the you know the all out blitz? I'll never forget. I mean, is that is that do they have scar tissue from that? I don't know. But I mean, this idea that you're just going to have this—it's like the pursuit of of great, and you give up good. It's like good would have been getting a touchdown. Or or getting a short field goal, yeah. but no, it's like you. But you know, with like forty five seconds or a minute left, they got the ball with four oh nine left on the clock to begin that drive. They oh, they wasted forty five seconds just doing nothing, and then asked their rookie kicker in wet conditions to kick a what was it forty eight something like that. Um, you know, that's that's not that's Some not. Some say it was going to miss ideal. anyway. It wasn't ideal. <laughs> yeah. So I just think that Kyle gets into that. You know, you heard him answer my question earlier in the week when I said, "Would you ever consider?" I don't know. Maybe starting with the yeah. ball. He was like, "Nope." He's like, "No." And then it was like, "Okay." And I, 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 I'm not Mr. Follow Up King, but excuse me, everybody. Uh, why? You know. And then he's like, "Well, you know, because we like to lap the field and this and that." How about put? the side of the football out there that you think is the best. And to me, I, th- I thought the Niner offense against the Green Bay defense, which was 28th against the run, and you've got McCaffrey, um, should have been out there first. Instead, it's like, nope, we're going to defer, and uh, you know we want that first possession of the second half. Well, guess what? you got nothing go- going into the break. you got nothing coming out of the break. So, I mean, it's all these decisions are, you know, I mean, it, it, you still got to produce. I mean, you still got to produce points, which they did on that last drive. They did think about drive. what we would be talking about and the national narrative oh if you're into they were that. Out? But the thing, yeah, the thing about the national narrative, regardless if you like social media or not, and I know Steiny kind of hates it. Even if you try to ignore it, Larry, you can't. I mean, just the way that the vessel, the beast, is set up now. Even if you're trying to not to hear the Ryan Clark's change their opinion on Purdy, if you think that's fair or foul, it's it just. It, you hear it. You know, you can't escape it. And I think the players hear it too. But I'll tell you what, Kyle needed that win more than I believe Brock Purdy because going into these playoffs, all just like a, a beautiful chessboard, we said it was set up. This was going to be the easiest path for the Niners to get back to the Super Bowl. And right now there's been turbulence. You know, I just went to North Carolina a couple weeks ago, and the flight, it was turbulence. It was a nightmare. Uh-oh. That's what this game was for the Niners. Nobody had it this close, Larry. You were I bouncing just, up and down oh, in Larry. the turbulence? Yeah, it, it, was, it was scary. 
thought it was going down. Oh, yeah. that's terrible. But that's... Evan's tired of hearing this story. I told him that's terrible. Four days in a was row. it a big? Was was it a big bird? Was it a big? big yeah, seven thirty-seven. Okay. And we had to land in Atlanta. He and the and the, and the pilot was crying when the flight was over, apologizing on him trying to land. He like I said, he literally was crying. crying? No, dude, tears. And, well, hey, look at it this way. Uh, if you're following your current events, yeah, at least the doors didn't uh, come no, off. No, that that and no doubt about it, we could have had that. That's, maybe that's like the line as you're walking off the plane. Hey, <laughs> hey, sorry about the turbulence. Hey, look, uh, I consider myself lucky. The doors didn't uh, pop off, and I didn't get sucked Larry, out of the cabin. The last thing is a lady <laughs> grabbed my hand in the dark, <laughs> really, and said, "We're not going to make it, are we?" <laughs> really, Larry, with the true story. I was like, "Lady, <laughs> have some faith." But I was. Dude, your boy. What did you say to her? I didn't say nothing. Did you reassure her? No, I just, I was, I was like, this is it, Michael Jackson. You should have said, grabbed your hand, Myrtle. We're gonna, we're gonna make it, man. We're gonna make but it. But I Myrtle. felt her. She, she thought we were going down, and nobody was saying nothing. They weren't communicating with us. It was just, it, it want, was something out of a coming movie, back man. from the final four. I, I'm we'll sorry, take, we'll yeah. take these calls. But yeah. coming back to the final from the final four, I flew from Saint, this is 05, I threw from St. Louis to Chicago on a plane that was three seats across. Two seats on the left side, one seat on the right side. You couldn't even stand, and I'm kind of claustrophobic. And there was terrible turbulence, and the thing dropped like at least 12, 15 oh. feet in the middle of the thing. And I mean, I just, I was literally, I just you know, doing the sign of the Look cross and just, you know, picturing my children. It's going to, you know, without a dad. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh. All for Sean May in the Carolina, oh, you know, you. beating Look Darren Williams. I mean, come on. Uh, but I made it. We made it. We're here. Yeah. We're here. Um, all right. Should we, I want to hear from Ryan Clark, but we'll do that in a minute. Let's let's go to the lines. Big Mike is in the city. One eight 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 nine five seven nine five seventy. What's up, Big Mike? Good morning. Good morning, men. Men, how are you guys? All right. Good. What's on your mind? Hey, uh, thanks you guys for having me today. Man, I was on a couple of you uh, weeks uh, ago regarding uh, Buster Posey, and I'm calling today to talk about the Niners a little bit in Detroit. Uh, it's a great team. Coach Campbell uh, doing a great job. I know I was really irritated with people calling him a knucklehead, calling this, calling that. But mm. look how he's turned the team around. I'm a USC alumni, so I'm on St. Brown. He's, he's touched my heart. I'm happy to see him, you know, excel. But I'm a diehard Niner, and um, I'm with you guys regarding the clock management toward the end of the second half, like the last 45 minutes, seconds of not doing anything. I'm like, and I'm an ex-offensive lineman. I want to press the issue and try to score points. With that being said. You know, if you guys remember when we came off the bye break of the bye week and we played Jacksonville, see how we were kind of a little bit nervous, especially we had a like a little turbulent time between Minnesota and the Cleveland game. We came out and played well, and I think we got the jitters out guarding Green Bay right now. Brock Purdy, yeah, you know, he's not Josh Allen, he's not uh, he's not Jordan Love, he's not Mahomes, he's Brock Purdy. I like how he fits in the system. I like how he plays as an offensive lineman. He. He handles his business out there. He doesn't get rattled. And, you know, he's going to have up and down deals. This is his second year, right? But you know what? I look at him like Drew Brees. As he gets older, he'll get more mature as a quarterback, and he will play to the level, hopefully, that Mahomes and Josh Allen does. But in the meantime, right now, for the system where he's playing, I think he's doing well. And I'm with you guys. Hey, uh, Guru. Hey, Morgan Freeman, lean on me. CMC, give him the ball. As an offensive lineman, let's run the ball. They hit nine in the mm. box. We're going to run it. We're going to run it. And I guess they're saying this, but, you know, they can have a different play style. I guess Detroit has, like, the worst or not that good of a passing secondary. But yeah, they're, their corners are kind of liability. Yeah, I, I would hope that Kyle doesn't get past happy in regards to that. So, oh, now we can take advantage of it. Just stick with what we are good at. And as an offensive lineman, I would tell, and I know Trent Williams telling everyone, hey, man, that's beast. That's blow these guys off the ball. Aiden Hutchinson. If anything, I know about defensive linemen and great pass rushers. They don't like being, they don't like the run block. They don't like to sit there and have to get the run blocked all day. They'd rather just in the ears back and rush up the field. When they start getting blocked, it's frustrating. So hopefully we can um, stick to our game plan, run the ball, and use all our assets and weapons that we have. And we should 
dominate that game. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you wholeheartedly on on run the ball in this in this matchup. I know people would look at uh, Cameron Sutton. Appreciate the phone call, by the way, and Kendall Vildor as the Lions corners, and you know they lost Mosley, and they don't have quite the past. You know th- that the reason I thought Detroit was maybe one year ahead of schedule here is because they're not that great on the back seven, mm. right? I mean, they got Hutchinson, but that's it up front. Aleem McNeil's pretty decent, but I mean, you you. Hutchinson's got eight sacks in the last four yeah. games. And that was just about that. Uh, and speaking of uh, great Lions, we got Herman Moore joining us at 12 o'clock, former yeah. uh, Lion receiver. You remember him. <sighs> Moore he was, was awesome. a bad dude. He was bad. He was uh, he was great at Virginia. He was great in the pros. But now you're just asking that, uh, let's say, leaky secondary to have a good game. You know what I mean, Larry? Like, they're going to see – I mean, Green Bay drops some – like. Do you blame the weather conditions for the bad reads from Brock Purdy? Because, yeah, they dropped the interceptions. You won the game. But if you know the and you watch ball like you do, Larry, the Ravens caught those balls. So I'm just wondering, where do you chalk that up as? Bad weather? That's why there, there was some – like Brock was off. We can all agree. But some of those reads – Gave me Jimmy G vibes, and you can't do that this week because if the defenders catch that, Larry, that game that could that game could have got ugly Saturday night had the other team held on to the. But like, I don't want to say, oh, it was a great defensive play. It was like, what did Brock? Like Brock, you didn't see that guy, and those are the concerns I have that I didn't think Brock, outside of the Baltimore game, we we kind of ever saw that from him. I thought this was his worst game. Whoa. Worse, Worse than the game. Ravens were. Yeah, because the Ravens game was... They did move up and down they, the they field were, a little bit. They were two free, you know, lucky interceptions. I mean, the guy threw two interceptions. In this game, he could have thrown two pick sixes, and he was off all day. No. All right. on, and, you know, on, on routes that he normally hits guys in the hands, he just looked off. So... I think it had probably a lot to do with the weather, maybe a little bit to do with three weeks right. off. But I'll say this. This Detroit Lions team is the hardest-hitting team in football. Physical. Um, they will they will knock your block off. Kirby Joseph, did you see that hit? Yeah, I did Higby? see it. Man. It was dirty is yeah. what it was. But I mean, Stafford he, didn't like it. How about how about C.J. Gardner-Johnson? You, you think Debo... I hope, hope Debo has to play. Debo, Debo, you know, I mean, if Debo's got a bad shoulder, something tells me C.J. Gardner-Johnson's going to test it. You know what I mean? I mean, I have a feeling that he's gonna he's gonna hit Debo pretty good. So they got some thumpers on the back end, um, and and, and it's Mc- one game, Larry. Yeah, it's it's one game. It's a hard hitting defense, and it's a hard charging offensive line. Niners are going to be challenged. Um, you know, I don't know what the game plan is. I mean, it, one is Debo going to be there? Is he not going to be there? I'll say this: I want to see more touches for Brandon Ayuk. He touched the ball three times. Talk about an All-Pro wide receiver. What was that? He gets about? three touches. Yeah, three. Yeah. I mean, that's and he just was not looking enough. around a little bit. He wasn't C.D. Lamb. He wasn't being demonstrative. But a couple. Ray Ray. He was getting screamed at by Purdy. You know, we see that. You know, Tom Brady and the greats. But I mean, Larry, there was some some mannerisms to where you know a lot of guys were like, "What what's going on here?" And I'm not accustomed to that when I watch the Niners. Well, what do you think of? In that Ravens game, not only did they lose the game, but coming out of that game, Kyle Van Noy said, we've got the secret to beat the Niners. And then the Niners played Washington, right? And they looked okay, but not great. Then they had the bye. Then they had the week eighteen, so they didn't really yeah, play. Put it on that, right? Okay, so that's that wasn't that was Darnold, and then they had three weeks off, basically. And you know, Brock had three weeks off, and then this game. So I guess we're going to find out Sunday if uh, Kyle Van Noy was right. And teams are copying what what they did. Now, what did the Ravens do? All I saw that they did was they in, they they attacked the 49ers because of their condensed formations by blitzing the slot corner. In this case, for the Lions to be Brian Branch off the edge, putting heat on the quarterback, dropping people into the middle, anticipating what windows Brock wanted to throw to and just clouding those windows with all kinds of people. Right, and throwing the receivers off the, their terrain to get to the spots because they said Brock throws to the spot. Right. And what with did Devontae Freeman say for Green Bay? That like He almost was a you know, what do you call the person that predicts the future? He almost got it right in the sense that they did make Brock 
make those, but they didn't take advantage of. I mean, that's the question: are, is are opposing defenses reading his mail, man, kind of a thing? Man. And he needs to adjust. Um, I'll put it on Shanahan to adjust, and we'll see if he can do it. Um, this Detroit team's though impressive because yeah, everybody focuses on Dan Campbell and you know all of his. You know, I don't care if you got three toes and one <laughs> ass cheek, I'm going to kick your ass. I'll give you, you know? a four. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, uh, but Ben Johnson's a terrific coordinator. Aaron Glenn, I think, is a really good I defensive like coordinator. And and their general manager Brad Holmes was in L.A. He's the guy that was there in L.A. when they drafted Todd Gurley, Aaron Donald, Jared Goff, Cooper Cup. Um, you know what I mean? So he, he's done a really nice job at bringing in. I mean, look at these players. Look at this. Look at the draft picks that they've had. I mean, it's amazing. Laporta, uh, Amon Ra, Gibbs, um, Brian Branch, all productive. You know, Brad Hutch. I mean, uh, Aiden Hutchinson. You're talking about some of the very best players in the entire league. Give us Gary in the city. He says, Gary. run the damn ball. What's up, Gary? Hey guys, I've been fans since the Kizar days. No, Shanahan sometimes got to get one. Let's give first give Detroit the respect they deserve. Their speed, speeds. They'll score from anywhere on the field. Mm. They'll try anything anywhere on the field. Their special teams also do fake punts. I mean, he's not just a whack out coach. He's a very good coach. But I think the assistant coaches, his coordinators, are some of the top in the league. They got speed from everywhere. And they're not afraid to use it anywhere on the field in a lot of imagination where I think the 49ers are going to have all kinds of trouble covering their... I think their defense is very overrated. People talk how they stop people. They really don't. They sometimes get a you know three and out once in a while, but they usually teams move down the field on them. On offense, I wish Shanahan sometimes would get his head out of his word processor and be a head coach. I mean, he can't just dial him up Kyle. It took him a long time to get the ball in that game to George Kittle. I mean, that doesn't take a scientist to figure that one out. You attack the middle of the field, that'll open everything else up. But Cleveland set the blueprint blueprint for the 49 how to beat the 49ers. Baltimore excelled on it, and Green Bay copied it. So there's three teams right there that showed what to do with the 49ers right there. But you gotta you gotta be able to show you gotta be able to be if you want to be an aggressive team, show it because that helps like you guys said your offensive line. Um, you know it's going to be interesting too, Appreciate Gary. The call. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, will they blitz him? You know, will Aaron Glenn blitz Brock Purdy? I mean, they blitz. I'm looking at the numbers here. Seventeen point three percent of the time. That's twelfth in the NFL. So I thought Green Bay didn't blitz on that last drive. I would have made Purdy get rid of it faster than he thought. And they just like we'll take it. But I thought bring the house. You cut us. You cut us. But it was slow, methodical death. And I felt like man, he ain't having his best day. Bring it. Speed him up, yeah. He's not seeing it. Don't give him all kinds <laughs> of time back there. Back. Yeah. Final drive, Brock Purdy against Green Bay. Six of seven to five different receivers. Man. I mean, he looked really sharp. And Conley, the- who the hell was that? I, didn't- oh, no. I was Conley. like, who was that? But great catch and throw. Yeah, no question. And Conley's a burner. I'll, I'll give Conley credit, too. He's got the most thankless job on the Niners. He's the deep speed, run-off-the-coverage guy, and that means you got to run a ton, mm-hmm. and you're never getting the ball. And so this was one of the rare times that he actually got the ball, and sure enough, you know, he, uh, Brock put it right on his hands and he caught it. I mean, you know, it sounds easy because you're a receiver, but imagine just running routes all game long and nobody, you, you're not seeing the ball, yeah. and all of a sudden you flip around and there it is. You know, well, I mean, he caught it. it. He caught it. He caught it. It was a big. It was a big play. But um, it was interesting. I don't know if you saw, heard Steve Young with Rich Heisen. Did you? No, see I love what is Steve because he doesn't bite his tongue. Yeah, no, Steve's like you know. I mean, he basically said that that Purdy he thinks is one of the most efficient quarterbacks ever. That he leads the NFL in yards per attempt. But you know, it's fascinating. He said he, Brock's fascinating. He's a fascinating human being. Um, because he he described the the Green Bay game as a confusing watch, and it was mm. he said it was an unnerving watch, and he asked the question, you know, is it a rain thing? Is it was it just the wet ball? Was it the twenty one days off? Um, and just said, hey, it was a massive sigh of relief. But you know, everybody's trying to understand like what is Brock Purdy? Who is he? And I, I don't know. Ryan Clark, I thought took kind of a. I don't want to call it a cheap shot. We'll play it. Should we play it? We'll play yeah, it next I, I thought it was weak by him by succumbing to the pressure of rolling with it all season. Like, 
be your own man. Say what? I why was the hell did you got to say this? That, that's what was like. Ryan, I feel like you're a lie, Ryan Clark. I, I love your commentary, but that was the weak part about that I took. So I'm gonna just follow everybody. Like that was the part I was like. What else do you do that on then? Yeah, exactly. So I mean, and it just this oh, this man. mellow drama and all the setting it up. I mean, it was, I normally like I Ryan Clark's uh, that commentary, that but I was me. sitting there going. Well, somebody just punched this guy. I mean, it's just it was it was annoying to hear him sit there. Well, you know, I so I was lying to you all year, but I'm being totally true to you now. This, this it's like once boy. you tell the audience that you've lied to them <laughs> or that you've kept things from them or that you're saying things for effect, it kind of or feeling pressured. Like, yeah, what was that? Yeah, I mean, and where who are you feeling pressure from? Yeah, Some that's all. Eighteen-year-old ESPN, yeah, you know, yeah. producer I don't know. or something. It's like. To be your own man. Shout out to your own man. Yeah. But, you know, as far as Brock is, you know, we it's easy to look at him and go, he's not Josh Allen. Of course he's not. You know, he's not Patrick Mahomes. Those guys are blue chip guys that were taken in the first round with big time arms. He's obviously not those guys. But, you know, is he, to me, he kind of reminds me a little bit of Drew Brees. Hall, you know, Hall of Fame quarterback. A little bit of Russell Wilson, who I think probably someday is going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. For some of you old school people, maybe a little bit of Fran Tarkenton, who's kind of like an old school version of Russell Wilson. Uh, you know, running around and that kind of thing. But to me, that's what I see with Brock. I mean, he doesn't have the overwhelming arm. What makes Brock? What Brock's greatest traits are? are his brain and his heart and his competitiveness. And you can't see any of those things, Goo. You can't you can't see you can see arm strength. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can see um speed. Ryan Leaf had arm strength. Yeah, yeah. you can Jamarcus see Marcus Russell had that. And I, I bring up Tarkenton just because Tarkenton was kind of a narrow shouldered guy, kinda like kinda like Brock, very similar uh body type. He reminds me a little bit of Breeze, a little bit of Russell. Uh, but anyway, we'll play the Ryan uh, Clark comments, and we'll, we'll we'll comment on it next. Where are you with the night? If you're a 49er fan and you're getting ready for the NFC Championship game, what is your biggest concern? Is Brock your biggest concern? Is Shanahan your biggest concern? Is the 49er defense, which didn't make Green Bay punt until the fourth quarter, your biggest concern? I'd love to know uh, what your biggest concern is. 888-957-9570. Herman Moore is going to join us a little bit later on at uh, noon, right? Noon for Herman Moore. Uh, Moore straight ahead on 95.7 The Game. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. 
Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.